Before we get to this week's episode of Business Over a Brew, let me tell you about my friends at Roberts Motors. You know, one of our favorite episodes here on the show was when we had a chance to sit down with Sam and John Roberts. If you haven't had a chance to watch that episode, go back and take a look at it. It's great to see uh, the interaction between not only two business partners, but of course, father and son as well. They really epitomize what a local business is all about. Number one, doing business the right way giving back to the community. If you have a chance, you may not buy a car from there, but at least give them the opportunity. Shop robertsmotors.com. You get more at Roberts Motors Ford. More selection, more value. Each vehicle they sell comes with the Roberts Rewards Value Package, which includes oil changes for two years, loaner cars, car washes, and much more. Get more at Roberts Motors Ford. Check them out at robertsmotors.com. Now enjoy this week's episode of Business Over a Brew. Welcome to Business Over a Brew, the show where we talk business with some of the Riverbend's most interesting and influential business leaders, all while enjoying a nice brew from the Great Rivers Tap and Grill inside the Best Western Premier Hotel in Alton. Today, we'll visit with Liberty Bank Market President Matt Waters. Matt will tell us about balancing work along with raising four children, discuss his community roots, his position on the Marquette School Board, and what it was like to take over as Market President during a pandemic. So let's get to it. It's the Business Over a Brew podcast from the the Great Rivers Tap and Grill inside the Best Western Premier Hotel in Alton. Welcome to Business Over a Brew. Pleased to be joined in this episode by Market President for Liberty Bank, Matt Waters. Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Let's start where we usually start. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in uh, in Alton. Um, grew up with um, over on Tibbet Street in Alton. Uh, went to St. Ambrose and, and then to Marquette after that. And um, you know, been, been here my whole life. So when, when we, when I got out of school, uh, my wife and I, Lindsay's from, from Alton as well. And, uh, we wanted to make this our home. So yeah, so born and raised in Alton and now we're raising four of our own kids here. So, well, that's really the reason I wanted to have you on because yeah. you're, you're part of an exclusive club that I'm also a part of, and that's people that are crazy enough to try to run a business and have four kids at the same time. Yeah. Uh, that is, it is definitely crazy. Um, some days I don't know how we do it, but you know, it's, we have a lot of help with our, with our families here. Our families are local. And, um, like I said, my wife, uh, she carries the load for the most part on that and, um, does just an amazing job. And, um, you know, it's like I said, it's a daily, daily, daily grind, but wouldn't have it any other way. Now I would, I'd like to say we invited Lindsay on the show, yes. but it wasn't worth wasting a babysitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so Matt, Matt's coming solo tonight. Talk to us a little bit about how you got into the banking business and, and what intrigued you about that particular industry. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. My mom, um, was in banking her whole career and, um, grew up around it, around that side. A lot of people thought I would go the route of what my father did, which my dad was a coach and a teacher, which is what I thought I would initially do, but um, went to school and got a business degree and, and really wanted to, I got a marketing degree because I thought it'd be an open-ended, kind of an open um, degree where I wouldn't be you know pigeonholed into one thing. And <clears throat> banking just kind of happened um, really out of the blue after I got out of college and had some connections with some people that worked at, uh, it used to be Union Planners Bank. And they said, you should come and try this out. You know, th- this would be a good place to start and um, started there. And, and really the rest is history and learned that I really enjoy working with people and banking is a good place to good place to be when you want to do that. So. We'll, we'll go back to the uh, the start of your career a little bit later on. But I, I wanted to fast forward just because every time I see you, it's you took over as market president at Liberty Bank yeah. at one of the craziest times ever and probably had no idea uh, because it was yeah. right, right around the time that that 
that this whole COVID-19 thing started. Was it January that you I took s- over? So started at the end of, end of 19. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, yeah, COVID hit, <laughs> COVID came and, you know, mid February, really, really early March, we knew we, we've got some problems here and, um, yeah, they don't have a playbook for, for how to handle a pandemic in the uh, market president, uh, in, in the playbook. So it's been a, it's been a crazy year. And, and banks were, were critical in the payroll protection plan. Yeah. Obviously that, that created a lot of probably stress for you. Yeah. Um, and, and you were able to help a lot of businesses I know. Um, but then also trying to figure out what are our own policies for the bank sure. and things like that. So talk to us about, um, just getting through that, that time. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, anytime there's times of crisis, you know, all you can really do is take it day by day and, and really focus on people. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think as a bank, we did a good job of, of really focusing on our employees first to make sure they were safe, but also our customers, we just wanted to talk to them. You know, I, I think part of the chaos of March and April was people didn't know what to do. They knew things were being shut down. Um, they knew that it was going to greatly impact their business or, or just their family. And they just needed someone to talk to. And so um, I think myself, along with, with our staff, you know, we really just focus on making sure we were available to talk to people. And really, we were finding out, along with them, some of the programs that would be coming out, how it would impact them and how we could help them. So it really was a team effort. Um, trust me, there are a lot of nights where I thought, I'm not really sure, you know, how this is going to go. Um, but, you know, when you surround yourself with good people and I was, you know, I've always learned that, you know, when, when you don't know, you need to say you don't know and let's find out. And so I think a lot of us just got together and tried to take it day by day to try to help our customers. And I think we've been able to help, able to do that. And it's, it's ongoing, you know, I mean, this, the, the pandemic, I, I think if, if we were honest with, with ourselves in March, I think we all thought by August, September, okay, this thing is going to be better. And now we're still here. <laughs> so, um, so it's ongoing. It's, um, it's just been a, an interesting year, but um, you know, been invaluable as far as what we've learned. So it has been, it has been yeah. definitely interesting. Um, you go back to January. I think a lot of us probably thought, Oh, this will be a, a, a SARS or a, yeah. a swine flu kind yeah. of thing. And, and then March, it starts to get more yeah. serious. I, I think our kids play on the same baseball yeah. team. And I, I remember being at one of their practices and the word coming down that schools were going to yeah. close. And I was like, Whoa, what? Yeah. We're sending the kids. This is serious. Yeah. Um, so that's when it really kind of became reality for me that, okay, this is something that's a little different than anything we've ever experienced before. Absolutely. You know, when, when school started closing, um, I know our bank, we closed our lobbies on, on St. Patrick's day. Mm -hmm. I remember that it's my wife's birthday, St. Patrick's day. And, um, you know, you knew then that this is probably going to be this way for a little while. I mean, we, we, we had a, I remember that day specifically thinking when will be the next day that these doors will be unlocked and open for, for customers. And, you had a pretty good idea that it was going to be, be a while. And I think once people got to April, um, mid-April, started to get some help, started to understand that there may be some help from, the, like you said, the, the PPP loan and some other things that we're doing, we started to kind of settle in, if that makes sense. I think by about May, people were ready to, to get out of the house. And sure. um, especially, you know, you mentioned our four kids. I mean, this has really impacted children. And, you know, our kids are 12, 10, 9, and 2. So it impacts them a lot different than your high school seniors that lost their whole second half of their senior year, going to college, all those type of things. So it's just been so many different ways that it's affected affected everyone. So, absolutely, and you know, we talked a little bit before we before we started rolling about the PPP program and uh, frustration with it to a certain extent. 
just because the information was changing yeah. on a daily basis almost. Sure. But anytime you roll out a program, a trillion dollar yeah. program or whatever it was, and there's going to be some logistical problems with it. But the bottom line is, I think when you look at look back at it, it really helped a lot of businesses. Oh, it was instrumental for a lot of businesses to keep them going. And, um, you know, the businesses that were truly shut down, your bars, your restaurants that that could not open, you know, I think it gave them that temporary boost to, to try to get through it. They're, they're still, it's so tough for them right now because they're still shut down. But the other thing it did is that the businesses that they didn't quite know how, how this was going to affect them. Um, you know, I think they realized quickly that it, it was going to affect them and it gave them an outlet to try to get some help quickly if they needed it. So um, it definitely helped a lot of businesses. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if, you know, more things come up, come of this the longer it goes. But for that time, they were able to get money out to people fairly quickly. I think one of the most challenging things about dealing with it is there's just, there's no finish line. Yeah. If we had a finish line that we could look <laughs> at and say, okay, yeah. December 31st, this thing's over, we can get through it. But there is no, we don't know. I mean, there's so much uncertainty to yeah, it. Yeah, really, I so. think, you know, I think right now people are learning how to live with it. And what I mean by that is, you know, in March, April, everything was shut down. You know, now I think we realize this is probably going to be here for a little while. We need to try to figure out ways to live with live with this and, and try to keep commerce going and get schools back open and those type of things. But, you know, the, the virus is going to decide how this all goes. I mean, and, and that's the that's the unfortunate part about this is that none of us know <laughs> when that end date is going to be. I, you know, I wake up every day hoping it's it's today. today but, right. um, yeah. but, you know, we will get through it. I, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, when you're going through times of, of struggle, it feels like you're never going to get out of it. Then you get to the end of it and then you say, man, we, we got through it. And, and right now we're all in this time where it's just uncertain and we don't know what's, when it's going to end, but it will end. And I think that's what we all have to remind ourselves is, hey, let's take it day by day, get through it, help each other, mm-hmm. you know, help work together to do that. And then, um, you know, we will see the other, other side of this. Well, you talk about schools, you're involved on that end of it too, yes. being on the Marquette School Board. Talk a little bit about about that and and what you talk about being in two industries that are yeah. just dealing with it head on. Well, it's funny because, you know, like I mentioned earlier, my my father has been in education and, and coaching and um, have a sister that's a teacher. And part of my life, I thought I'd be an educator. And for the last couple of months, I felt like I was in education, you know, being on the school board and, and being involved in very, very various meetings and trying to figure out how to best handle it at, at Marquette. And, um, you know, I love Marquette. It's where I went to school. I grew up around it with, with my family. And, um, you know, I'm just thankful that I can try to help any way I can to, to, to help the school. And, you know, they have amazing group of administrators and teachers there that are doing everything they can to, um, to make sure it's a good experience for the kids. You know, one of the things that I probably didn't anticipate before becoming general manager of the radio station was just um, how many day-to-day uh, decisions you have to make sure. that come across your desk and, and you agonize over a lot of them. Yeah. Boy, have you had to make a lot in the last, uh, I mean, yeah. for, for a long time, but especially since COVID hit, talk to us a little bit about your decision-making process. I and mean, did there come a time where it's like, I, I can't make one more decision today. <laughs> you, you decide what we're having yeah. for dinner, Lindsay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well that is, yeah, that's a daily uh, discussion, but um, no, I think, you know, the way I've been taught and the way I've been, raised and, and, and learned from some of my mentors is, you know, all you can do is, is take the information that you have in front of you and make the best decision you can. And at the end of the day, my decisions at the bank revolve around helping the customer, um, helping our employees, doing the right thing. You know, um, if you follow kind of those guide, that guidance, usually you're going to steer yourself in the right direction. But I think the other thing is, you know, I've asked for input. I mean, 
we all have to be honest with ourselves that no one has a playbook for how to get through COVID. So what you can do is you have people that you trust that you can go to and say, hey, what do you think about this? You know, and, and I think you just try to get input when you can. Sometimes there's not time to do that. And you just have to make, make the best decision that, that you see fit. But, um, you know, I think we, we all have to work together. It's not just me making those decisions. You know, it's, it's input from others. And we've got a good group of people at the bank that, that help with that. Uh, talk. I like to talk to successful people about their daily routine a little mm-hmm. bit. What's your daily routine look like? What time are you up in the morning yeah. in the office? And- uh, th- my daily routine, it's a long day every Rolling day. about noon. Yeah, no. After 18 holes in the morning. No, that's not it. Okay. <laughs> that's what everybody thinks, but that's not the case. Um, you know, my wife and I are very active and, and, you know, I learned early on in my life that, you know, when you, when you're busy and you work hard, you have to have an outlet to try to kind of have balance in your life and, um, staying fit and working out is, is, is our outlet. We, we like to like to work out. So my days usually start with working out in the morning. Um, I take the kids to school every day. That's, you know, Lindsay really bears the brunt mm-hmm. of getting the kids, you know, a lot of places. But um, one of the reasons that I love working in our community is that um, I always wanted to be a really active dad with my kids and, and make sure that I was present. And so that's my one, you know, non-negotiable is that most days I take the kids. Obviously, I have meetings here and there that 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 we have to switch. But uh, take the kids to school and and take little Charlie to uh, to daycare and. Uh, that's kind of our time to to be together with the kids. And then, you know, the rest of the day, um, it, you know, you have a plan of how your day is going to go. And then we all know when things can change that throughout the day. It's usually out the window by yeah. eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, my days are busy and spend a lot of time with our staff and our lenders. And, but really it's a lot, a lot of customer interaction. And, um, and you know, the, the, there's, certain, there's definitely long days, you know, with, um, you know, check an email even when you're at home at night and, you know, all those type of things. And that's just part of the, part of the business. But, you know, once I get home late in the day, you know, I, I, I really try to have good balance with the kids. And, and as you know, I'm active with the kids in their sports and try to be as active as I can. But the reality is, is that my job, it's a busy job and, and that's just part of it. And I wouldn't have it really any other way. I like being busy and, um, you know, it, it's nice to be able to work where you live. Mm-hmm. That helps. Um, you know, there's a lot of in banking, there's a lot of carryover. You know, when I'm at soccer practice, I can, you know, I can be talking to a business owner there and, sure. and kind of having some of that. So, you know, the, the job never really stops. You're kind of always kind of have to be able to have that conversation. You have to carry yourself the right way. And, um, you know, I try to do that every day. So it's, I've always said it's amazing what you learn in an automobile from your kids. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to to have similar situations where I get to take the kids to school and just those conversations that take place in the car a lot of times don't take place at home. I don't know too crazy, too much craziness is going on or what? Yeah. The mornings are a little quieter. I think that the, the the afternoons with with our kids, you know, I think um, they're still getting, (laughs) getting used to being back in school. They're lucky to be back in school. You know, they all go to St. Mary's and Alton and, um, every week that goes by that they're actually in school. We're very thankful. And, um, but yeah, you get to talk to them and, um, you know, for Charlie, who's two, you know, I dropped the older kids off and then Charlie and I have a little time to take him to daycare. And I really cherish that because, you know, when you have four kids, you realize by the fourth that they don't stay two years old forever, you know, that that's a pretty special time in your life. And, um, so that's kind of nice that I get about five, 10 minutes with him where it's just him and I, and, um, that I, I really enjoy that. So you're kind of in the similar situation that I am. And we had our two older kids who are now 19 and yeah. 16. And then we took a break. <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, now we're at uh, 10 and eight. So it's like, what were you waiting around for? Six yeah. Years for? But it keeps you young. I guess. Yes, it so. does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charlie, um, 
Yeah, he uh, he gets dragged around a lot. Let's put it that way. So as you saw this year with with baseball, he's at a lot of baseball games and pretty much just wants to do whatever his older brother's doing. So well, I uh, saw him. He's already you know yeah. a great hockey player at, at age <laughs> yeah. two. So I yeah. saw the video. I don't know that he has a choice, honestly, with <laughs> William Brown that he's he's going to have to play sports. But yeah, he's. He's a great kid and been a, just a joy to our family. So. Well, I, sport, sports is an interesting topic to bring up because it's obviously been a big part of yeah. your life, big part of my life. Sure. And most kids, most people are not going to play professional sports sure. at any level. But the things that you learn and the relationships you build yeah. through sports, even now, I, I rely on those every day. Yeah. Uh, the, the lessons and the relationships yeah. that you get from those are, are really invaluable. And that's one of the things that, unfortunately, we're missing a little bit of yeah. in some respects right now due to COVID. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I was raised uh, in a house with a head football coach as my dad. And so I was always around sports and, um, you know, had was able to be around teams, you know. And, and even, I, I mean, I was on the sidelines as a third grader and, got to see some pretty amazing teams at, at Marquette that my dad coached with some really good players like Craig Hendrick and others that went on to play at Notre Dame. And so I was able to see the good and bad of sports, if that makes sense. But, you know, as a kid, my, it was always kind of instilled to in me that about being part of a team and how special that can be. And so I was lucky enough to, to play on some really good teams at Marquette and, um, and then went on to play at Quincy University and played, played football and baseball there. And so I got to see and meet people from all over the country as far as teammates and people from different backgrounds, different um, came up, you know, in different situations than you. And, and what you learn really quickly is that when everyone's pulling along the same chain and, and, and really looking out for each other and you build that trust with each other, you can do some pretty good things. And there, there's definitely some translation over to business. And, um, you know, my staff and, and people that I work with know that I, I'm big on team. I'm big on supporting each other and building trust with each other that, you know, when, when you, when you know the person that's working with you, you can trust them. Um, it makes the whole thing go. And so sports, you know, it, it, to this day is impacted me and how I really not only run, run a business, but live my life. And, you know, I tell my kids all the time, you know, it, it doesn't matter how many goal, goals to score. It doesn't matter. Um, really, I mean, uh, wins or losses, you know, that matters sometimes, but the, the point is, are you a good teammate? Mm-hmm. Are you coachable? Um, you know, do you make others around you better by helping them? Um, you know, those are the lessons that you need to learn. And, and those are the things that I think hold true throughout life. And uh, like I said, I've been able to be a part of some really good teams with great coaches and that are still men- mentors to this day. And, um, you know, I think that's that is something that, uh, you know, is, is very important to me. Just about out of time. One piece of advice, if you could give to a young entrepreneur starting out in business, what would that be? Oh, my goodness. Uh, one piece of advice for an entrepreneur. Um you know, I, w- I would say be open-minded. You know, I think sometimes, especially um, young people now, I think they feel like they have to have it all figured out when they're younger. And the reality is, is that you have to be open to the fact that what you want to do when you're 18, 19, 20 may not be what you want to do at 25, 30, 35, 40. And you have to be open-minded to, you know, um, to new things, to really self-awareness, understanding what you're good at, what you like doing, all those type of things. So, I think as an entrepreneur, you just have to be open-minded to to new things and understanding that things do change and um, things that you want to do now may be different down the road. But and then the other, I would say, I get two. All right. So the other thing I would say is, you know, surround yourself with really good people and good mentors. I mean, you, you have to have help along the way. Can't do it all by yourself. And 
identify those people that are uh, that are in it for the right reasons and learn from them and, and reach out and don't be a, don't be ashamed of asking questions and, and looking for guidance. Good thoughts. We'll uh, we'll finish with a, a quick shameless plug for Liberty Bank. Yeah, you know, um, Liberty Bank. I mean, obviously, we can anything we can do for the community, whether it be business needs, uh, personal needs, uh, anything we can do really to help with your banking. Come see us. We have four locations here in the Riverbend and a great staff of people that are willing to help and um, truly a community bank. Um, you know, proud to work there, proud of our staff and, you know, be happy to help anybody that uh, that we can. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on. Appreciate the time. Appreciate all you do for the community. Thanks, uh, Nick. I appreciate the, the area is darn lucky to have you. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Matt. Yep.